is this on? Welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show. I'm your host, Sam Long, joined today solely by the one and only Caleb Ubel, a.k.a. Beans. Sir, we have a big show today and no Gavin because his house is a bitch. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for Gavin. He texted us at like 10 minutes before the pod and just frantically said, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> He, he is getting jerked around worse than Deshaun Watson in his massage <laughs> parlor by his house people. That joke is in poor taste, but it was even, it was in even poorer taste uh, two like days ago before he settled 20 of his 24 cases. Gavin's going to want to talk about that one. Absolutely. Gavin is going to want to talk about that one. I'm sure he's ex- just as excited about that as he is about living in an actual home and not on a couch. Poor guy. So I think we'll spare the theatrics of the Deshaun Watson allegations other than what we've just said. And I think it is time to finally, I've been waiting for this so long, Beans. I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for this. Someone gave us a rating. Chief in Kansas gave us a five out of five star rating. And for that, Chief in Kansas, we say thank you, sir. Now, what everyone should know, but don't, because I don't say this at the beginning of the show, is that when you comment and leave us a question, you get to be at the beginning of the show because it encourages participation. Chief in Kansas, Mr. Five Out of Five himself, asks, or says, love the content. Question, where do you see the Chiefs in five years? And Mr. Chief in Kansas, we want to thank you so much for the kind words. I'm glad you're enjoying our content. I'm glad, you know what? He's probably our number one fan now, I would say. Oh, I would say so. I think if Chief in Kansas wants to come onto the show, he can reach us at underscore, underscore, F3S. That's underscore, underscore, F3S, all capital letters. And if you follow and DM us there, then we'd love to have you on, sir. But on to your question, sir. Beans, where do you see the Chiefs in five years? Uh, well, let's see. They had a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They would be at number six by then. <laughs> no, no, no. no. On, a seri- on a serious note, I think that we're going to – what we've been seeing over the – on a real serious note, to be honest, like – we're going to see a lot of turnover. Like, just what we saw in the last year, I think that's only the beginning. Like, I think shit's just going to be falling everywhere every year, and big splash moves are going to be happening every single season from now on, just because Veach is a baller at that shit. What do you think? So, this is just an this is NBA, too, and MLB and everything. But football especially, things move so fast. Like five years ago was what twenty seventeen? Oh God! The, the, the I graduated. I graduated in seventeen. Yeah, you graduated Holy high school shit. in twenty seventeen. Oh my the, God! The Patriots won uh, Super Bowl fifty one uh, that year, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, was that, that the Falcons game? Was that the Falcons yeah, game? That was the Falcons oh my game. god, that feels like last is, year. Yeah, no, twenty-eight to three is literally from five years ago. That is crazy. And Tom Brady is throwing passes to Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman and James White and Matt Ryan's the MVP of the league and Taylor Gabriel's relevant. Like, there's like a lot of a lot of stuff changes in five years. Honestly, um, you stall for time, Beans. I'm gonna look up the Chiefs like leaders and stuff like in 2017. So you stall. Oh, for in time, 2017, like, that would have yeah. been. Who would have been? That, that would have been like rookie year, and that would have been like Kelsey's like first year breaking out. That would have been like his first 100 yard season, I th- or 800 yeah. yard season. Yeah, 100 yard season. No, no one's eight, ever done that. No, it was like his first 800 yard season in like 2017. He, I remember when like Kelsey back then was like just an asshole. Like I remember that one time where somebody threw a, the ref threw a flag and like he imitated like and like did the jerking off motion or whatever and got the flag thrown on him again and got tossed he, from he game. He got that because of Marcus Peters. I'm, yeah. I'm Marcus oh my god. Pe- Marcus Peters, I'm sure, was on this team. He was. I'm yes. Yeah, so like just thinking about where that team was, you know, then compared to now is just so crazy. And I'm still stalling for time for Sam Long here. I, I have it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this was this was Patrick Mahomes' first season in the league. So Alex, this was yeah, this was Alex this is Alex Smith, Smith last like, year. Good year, like really yeah. good year. So our rushing leader was Kareem Hunt, who I'm pretty sure led the league in rushing yards that season. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. And Sir Kendrick West was on that team. Don't mm-hmm. forget about Sir Kendrick West. Oh my God. Um. Oh, I don't want kicking and punt returns. I want to – oh, I – I okay, so sidetrack. Pro re- football reference, I hate how they put rushing and receiving, like, on the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it's bo- it bothers me all the time. Um, Tyree Kill had a 1,000-yard season. This was probably his second year in the league, I think. Kelsey yep. had 1,000 yards. And then Albert Wilson was the third receiver, followed by Kareem Hunt and Dimitri- Demetrius Harris was oh. our fifth receiver that year. No, this was the year uh, Albert Wilson got paid after because Albert yeah, Wilson had a really good like, season. Yeah, hundred and some yards. Yeah, and then that that game alone with the Broncos got Albert Wilson the bag in Miami. He did, and now we sent a different wide receiver over to get the bag. Moral of the story so, is shit changes in five years. Yeah, so I'm gonna do my best to project five years down the road because I, I don't. We're, we're not going to just disrespect Chief in Kansas here and be like, oh, yeah, uh, a lot of things change in five years, so we can't answer your question. No, so I'm going to I'm gonna do a guesstimate. So I would imagine that Patrick – so Mahomes will still be here. Mahomes will be uh, 32? Is that right? He's 25, he's 25 now. Oh, he's – I why did I think No, he's wait, no, he's 20 – is he 26? What is he? Look it up. I'm looking it up right now, Patrick. Yeah, this is whatever. Mahomes will be in his late twenties, early thirties. Six. So he's gonna be like thirty-one. When's his birthday? Uh, September seventeenth. Okay, so he'll be twenty-seven during the season. Yes. Okay, so regardless, Mahomes will be like thirty-two during the season, and we've seen a lot of quarterbacks be good at thirty-two. Matt Stafford is like. He's 31 older right now, than, and he's balling. I thought Matt Stafford was even older. See, he's, we don't even know age as a quarterback. So you, this is 
we're exposing ourselves on live mic. We could edit this out and we're not because <laughs> and Beans is too lazy to do that, and I don't blame. Absolutely him. right. That is so true. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Mahomes will still be a really good quarterback. Um, none of the running backs will be on the roster. I would anticipate of all the offensive linemen. I think the only one that's still going to be around is probably maybe going to be Trey Smith. Nope, nope. I'm calling it right now. Humphrey. Give me my center. Give me my center. Okay. Well, regardless, I would imagine the one off. And and Trey Smith's not a lock either because Trey Smith has medical issues. Yeah. But I would imagine that the Chiefs probably retain only one of the offensive linemen. In terms of receivers, I would imagine Sky Moore would still be there. Travis Kelsey, I would imagine, would be retired Ooh. in five years. Will Mecole and I, I Sky? I think has gone after this year, personally. I don't okay. think he'll be All right. five years. So, man, you got to wow. think, Mecole's like 25, and like by the time he's 30, it's not like he's Ted Gittin Jr., so. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really – I mean, theoretically, Juju could still be here, but probably not. Um, corner's super volatile. That changes all the time. I'm saying it right now. I think Nick Bolton will lead the league in tackles one of those years. One of Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and um, Leo Chanel, man. Leo Chanel, I bet. Yeah. One of Ooh. those guys will still be here. And I, w- I would take a bet that – so I, uh, McDuffie will still be here because I would imagine that we pick up his option and maybe franchise tag him or something. Yeah. And – I'm going to say right now, I'm pretty sure – I bet you Karloftis is here for a while. I bet you he's a pretty mainstay guy. I, I think Karloftis, in my opinion, gets a contract before his rookie deal is up. I would. I feel like he's a prime candidate for getting that extension done in after year four, like getting his option picked up, and then like getting the extension like right after. Right after, yeah. So – and honestly, Harrison Butker will probably still be here. I don't. There's no reason he wouldn't be unless we just don't want to pay a kicker. Lifetime kicker, baby. But like Harrison Butker's like really good. Even even when Harrison Butker's being a weirdo, like he's still better than like almost most kickers. Yeah. So I would say that my expectations for the Chiefs in the next five years, and this is assuming that Andy Reid is still the coach. Andy Reid's not the coach. Then like all bets are off. Like. We're, we could be, like, anything at that point. But if Andy Reid is the coach in five years, I would say that a good little nucleus of Pat Mahomes and then one or two offensive linemen that stay and Sky Moore is a good directional build for the offense. So I think the offense should still be pretty good. Uh, the defense, I think, has always been kind of weird and shaky outside of fits and spurts ever since we kind of got over that golden generation with Derek Johnson and Eric Berry. Oh, and even yeah. And even Marcus Peters, when Marcus mm-hmm. Peters was Trayvon digging everything with uh, that defense. Yeah. So I, I would expect the Chiefs to still be a – especially with Mahomes. The whole thing is we still have Mahomes. So I would still expect them to be a playoff contender at minimum. With I agree with speed, that. I feel like in five years we still should be a Super Bowl contender. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what I would say. But, you know, a lot of things change in five years and nothing lasts forever unless you're the Patriots with Tom Brady. So Exactly. But so Chief in Kansas, we really, really appreciate the kind rating and we really, really appreciate 
the great question. I think that was a really fun question to open up the episode. And if any of you guys want to cut in front of the rest of the show, leave a comment and we'll get to it and make sure to rate the episode. Even if you think it's a bad rating, if you think the show sucks, we still want to hear it because we want to be constructive criticism. And we'll even still take your question because you might lead us to good content. (laughs) So Beans, it's time to get into the show proper. And do you smell that? Do you smell what's cooking? No, I don't. I believe Chef Curry. Oh, I like that. I like that. In Golden State. I would argue that they already were a mini dynasty, but with four titles in six years, two of which were with Kevin Durant, but we don't discriminate over here. Golden State is on one of the best runs in NBA history and arguably are on a Spurs-esque run, in my opinion. It's kind of a weird, like, Showtime and, like, Spurs and, like, Jordan-type run, right? Yeah. Because they've been to – or it's four titles in six years, right? Since 15, Mm -hmm. so maybe it's four and seven. It might be four and seven. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And they've they've been to – no, they've been to six of eight and won four of eight. That's what it is. My math was wrong. That's why I feel it's more of a Spursy run instead of, like, a Jordan run. But regardless... They're still making it there all the time is impressive alone. Like, it's a long season, and it's very drawn out. So for them to make it that many times in that that time frame is impressive. It's weird, too, because the two times they didn't make it, they had the worst record in the league. Yeah. Because everyone was just... Because Clay was dead, and Steph was hurt the whole season, and Draymond... Draymond is a great player, but he isn't conducive to putting points on a basketball court, which is part of the reason you, part of the way you win. And they just were bad. And then last year they lost in the playing game. They they lost both playing games. They were the uh, eight seed, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they kind of had this weird, it's all over type thing going, and then suddenly Clay came back and. They made some shrewd free agent pickups, like Otto Porter, and they made that shrewd. So, one thing I will say is the remnants of Kevin Durant are still there because they used the uh, sign and trade ability of Kevin Durant to get D'Angelo Russell, who they then traded for Andrew Wiggins. So the the aftershock of Kevin Durant being on the team is still there, but I would say this Golden State team was definitely the one Golden State team that I didn't think was going to win and don't forget the fact that this is you know with uh chef curry getting his uh finals mvp he kind of solidified uh the one thing he was looking for i so i hate to like be rash or anything about where i feel like players are in the universe of or in the pantheon of stuff but i do feel like i feel like this was again they're the three seed in the west like, they had yeah. home court advantage. Like, this isn't some underdog story. This isn't, like, you know, Dirk's Mavericks beating the Heat that one year. Yeah. But, like, it really did kind of feel like this team was left dead to rights. After starting so well, they struggled in the middle of the season. And they barely hung on. 
and there were a lot of teams that you just felt were better, and they just kind of stuck around and hung in and won. And it's a very impressive title, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially because Steph is like the one bona fide stud, and Clay Clay's a bona fide stud, but Clay's still hurt. Like you could tell. Clay's just not currently the same guy, and Draymond. Draymond is plays a different role. Like the X factor was Jordan Poole, and he was still getting played off the court because he can't defend. So I mean, you got like Andrew Wiggins, who was phenomenal in the series, and you got uh, like Kevon Looney and like Otto Porter just filling in and playing roles, and it was very impressive. Would you like to say anything? No, I. No, I mean, I'm not much of an NBA follower. I I know you're not. I, I joke around with that a lot. You know, like I joke around with it a couple weeks ago or whatever. But I follow it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm I'm not invested into it, but I follow it. And Yeah, no, I get that. And I, I kind of do appreciate where Steph Curry is at. I think, like, pound for pound and inch for inch on his, you know, height abilities. I think the way his playing style is has just completely – it. It's changed. You know, like how we always say Jordan's one of the best. He's the GOAT because he changed the game. Yeah. I honestly put Steph Curry in that category. Steph Curry's really changed the game. I'm going to catch a ton of flack because I'm going to say this and people are going to hate this. Uh-oh. Hot um, take. It's not. So, it depends on how you rate players. So, like, for my money, like, oh, dude, people are going to kill me for this. Everyone has, like, Kobe in their top five players, yeah. like, all time. And he's, like, eight to 12 for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I got, I, I got like, Broad ahead of him and Jordan and, like, I, I got... Jabbar. I got, you got, like, Jabbar yeah, like, and Kareem. Bill. I got, like, I got Shaq in front of him. I got... Russell. Russell I appreciate what Russell did. And Russell's more in the back end. But I think I got, like, Will Ch- I, I might have Will Chamberlain from... I don't know... It, there's and a lot I, of good I, like, players, I have, though. I have Tim Duncan over him and, like, Hakeem, I think I have in front of him. But, but there's like, a, it's a whole thing where it's, like, Kobe's around, like, 8 to 12, and I always catch a ton of shit for that. Because everyone's like, oh, dude, Kobe's, like, obviously, like, you know, this good. And it's like, yes, Kobe is one of, like, the 8 to 12 best players to ever play basketball. And, like, there's no denying that. And when you're the 8 to 12th best player or person at anything in life ever – like, that's fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I, I understand like the whole of everything with Cody, Kobe, and I don't want to be like labeled a hater, but it's just how I judge players, you know, whatever. Uh, but like, I feel like Curry is like right knocking on the door of Kobe tier, if that makes sense. Yeah, where Kobe kind of patrols that like. 8 to 12, like 7 to 12, like Curry's kind of around 12 for me now. Like, was he in front of Oscar Robinson before this? Probably after, absolutely. Like, you start thinking of the point guards that he's behind, and it's kind of just like, is there anyone other than Magic Johnson? No, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, there's no one you can, like, defendively say other than Magic that's in front of him, in my opinion. Like, you can make the arguments for, like, John Stockton, but, like, I'm not going to make an argument for John Stockton. Yeah. 
Um, like Oscar Robinson, I think would have been the next guy, but like, I'm not going to make that argument. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think Curry cleared him after this. So I don't know. This is a lot of NBA talk for uh, Flyers State Sports Show. People are probably shocked. Yeah, I know. So what's this thing here about Kyrie? Is he black to thinking the earth is round again? No, Kyrie Irving and the Nets are apparently not close on an extension. So Kyrie Irving can opt out of his contract this offseason, and the Nets are very hesitant to give him a max contract for more than, like, one or two years. So Kyrie wants, like, four years, or maybe it would be five. I think he can get up to five in Brooklyn. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But he wants, like, four to five, preferably five. The Nets want to go, like, one or two, preferably, like, two. Yeah. And so this has kind of turned into a whole, like, ah, like, Kyrie might just leave. But, like, the problem is, is no teams that he'd want to go to because he put his list of, like, Lakers, you know, LeBlanc, LeBlanc, LeBron reunion, Clippers, you know, L.A., and, like, the Knicks because New York. Like, all those teams just don't have money except for maybe the Knicks. The Knicks could clear the money to do that if they wanted to, but then you're kind of stuck with Kyrie and, like, nothing else. So it it becomes a whole – it's kind of a big thing, and it's just one of those things I wanted to mention. And – Honestly, to transition, uh, Bean, say one nice thing about Kyrie Irving. And I'll say um, one too. Um, he, <laughs> he really loves – he is really good at media attention. <laughs> way, to, way to backhand it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Before I say mine, I also have to mention I said Celtics are seven, and I was really wrong. Jason Tatum kind of frauded out on us. Um, so there's the negative. The positive for Kyrie is he's a very good dribbler. Oh, okay. I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there. Kyrie has sick handles, and he's very talented. Good finisher too, but he is a head case, unfortunately. There's always a but. All right, it's time to get into the other sport that no one really cares about. Before we get into the one that people actually care about. We have some baseball news. Not really news, more of an update. Beans, do the Royals still suck? Uh, they're six of the last eight. That's really impressive. You know what you they call won that? six out of the last eight? Yes. God, you guys are going to make up that 12-game uh, yeah, 12 12 card deficit in no time. Yeah, we're 12 games back, so if we keep this up, you know, we might be able to make it. <laughs> no, I, it, it's going to be uh, quite interesting to see where things go from here. Um, you can kind of see last night's game was kind of fun to watch because, uh, Bobby Witt jr. With his two home runs, you could just see like the small pieces starting to come together for this team. Ben attendees looking good. Uh, sad. Probably going to get traded here soon, (laughs) but Boston baby. Yeah. It's going to happen here, but it's nice to see where these pieces are starting to come together a little bit more. So. Well, I tell you what, um, didn't, did Otani have eight RBIs last night? Did I read that? Oh right? God, he was like, yeah, I can't. I think it was eight. It was either six or eight. I can't remember. So I read a tweet, and it was like he was. There's only been like, I I retweeted it, but it's like there's only been like eight, like teams ever to lose when one of their team had teams had like eight RBIs or something like that. Just just something absurd. 
And, like, the Angels have done it twice. Shohan Otani, eight. He went three for four. <laughs> okay, here, here's the tweet. Shohei Otani had eight RBIs tonight. The Angels still lost. It's only the fifth time in MLB regular season history that a player has had eight-plus RBIs in a single game and his team ended up losing. The second time the Angels have done it, Lee Thomas, 1961. That's crazy. And that, under that tweet, is the screenshot of the other tweet that's describing the Angels where it's like, every time I see the Angel, Angel highlights, it's like Mike Trout hit three home runs to raise his average to 528, while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Arm O'Doyle of the 1981 or 1921 Akron Groomsmen and the Tigers defeat the Angels 8-3. to <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. The Angels stink, and we're getting – I'm going to spoil my hot take. Um, I'm going to roast the Angels here later in the show, so you can skip to that if you want, or you can, you know, listen to us, which I think you should. <laughs> Please. We, we need we need the listening. We need the views. Um, I wanted to do – I was going to do a Red Sox update. We're going to have a special guest here after the quick hitters, and he's also a Red Sox fan. So I put the Red Sox update in, and Red Sox are doing okay. We're in the second wild card right now. So that's all I need to say. In other news, Ralph Kraski retired. America's uh, drunk cousin. <laughs> that's right. Maybe drunk uncle at this point. He's, yeah, he's getting a little older. He's the, he's the uncle. He's the yeah, funkle. He's the, he's, he's the, the funkle. Drunk the funkle. Funkle Gronk. Man. Well, Beans, are we gonna, do we actually believe that Gronk is retired? No, I refuse to believe it. I know he's battled a lot of injuries, but I feel like they're the uh, Bucks are going to run into the situation where they're running slim on tight ends or something, and they're like, Gronk, come back for a couple games. We'll give you a $300,000 contract for three games. And you know he'll they say, okay. Tight ends right now, right? <laughs> They're yeah. already thin at tight end. Oh, they'll sign some like scrub, and then like two of the tight ends will get hurt. They'll bring Gronk in. He'll be the number one tight end, and it, it'll work out to where he'll come back out of retirement. But do you think Gronk will get a, appear on TV? Oh, dude, Gronk's already on TV. I see him every day, like being dumb, acting like he doesn't know how to read. A no, but do you think he gets a TV deal? Yeah, honestly, you think so? Dude. If I was Barstool, I'd pay anything to get him. Like, dude, game. he should do the Barstool college. Uh, uh, when they do the uh, bowl game. Oh my god, that'd be perfect. I, I, oh. need, I, I can't tell if Gronk would be phenomenal at calling a game or being like the color guy for a game. I guess it wouldn't be the color guy. You, you know what I mean? Being yeah, the the, the, ana- the analysis. The analyst, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I can't tell if that'd be a train wreck or if that'd be the greatest thing of all time. I. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I think I think he's got to be one of those guys where he's got to slam a couple of beers before he can do that. But I, I'm sure I there's certain expectations. Like he's really like that. So so don't take this the wrong way. Gronk seems like really fun to like party with. I don't know how much fun I would have just like being around him. If that makes sense, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it just feels like Gronk is like kind of just. I understand that he's really smart. He's smart. He's not like an idiot, but he, it feels like he probably just wouldn't have anything to say about anything, right? Unless it's just like a party scene, right? Yeah. 
Like, I, I feel like he would be really fun to be around if you're a boy. Like, here's an example. Like, if I was next, if I was with Jameis Winston, I feel like I'd have an amazing time, like, no matter what. <laughs> like, Jameis just feels like a really genuinely funny dude. That's your guy. I love Jameis so much. <laughs> he's, dude, he's so fucking funny. You heard the one thing you said about Chris Olave, right? What? He said he was as uh, smooth as the other side of the pillow. <laughs> like, a couple weeks ago. Nice. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, come on. Like, you shouldn't make me laugh this much. Nice. No, I, I think Gronk will probably get a TV deal. He'll appear on TV a couple times. And, some, you know, like I said, and then he'll get a calling. Hey, come back for a couple games, and he will. That, that's, okay. my, that's my bet. Make America break again. Cameron Bright. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Cameron Bright was elite five years ago, kind of. I know. Not really, but you know. Yeah. Elite by tight end stand by normal tight end standard. Yeah. All right, Bean. I have no idea why Pat Mahomes taking his receivers to Texas for OTAs or after OTAs, excuse me, is relevant. So I need you to tell me why. Uh, this is relevant in my opinion because after OTAs was finished, they Met before OTAs down in Texas. All the receivers came down. Even McCole Hardman. Shocking. And then he takes them back down to Texas so that way they can work on their timing and everything like that. You know, this is just Patrick Mahomes. You know, with Tyreek Hill being gone, it's no longer about talent. It's about chemistry. And so with McCole Hardman being there, that's awesome. You know, that means he's trying to take the step up to be there, to be the next guy up. You know, you got Justin Ross there. You got... Travis Kelsey there. Supposedly, Justin Watson is the guy to watch out for. Supposedly, this guy is fast. Yeah, I like did some research on him a couple years ago because he was like one of the white receivers on Tampa when Tom Brady first got there. Yeah, and I thought he was going to be on the breakout scene. Yeah, I thought Uh, Watson was going to be on that breakout scene, but it sounds like Watson is going to take that speed roll without any issues. Also, not to interrupt you, shout to Lieutenant Oh, God damn it. It went away. Um, I'm watching. I got the uh, Stanley Cup playoff game. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, Avalanche leads 2-1. to one. Shout out, uh, Rachel. Yeah. They were honoring a veteran. And, like, I, it was Lieutenant Colonel uh, something. Like, Charles Charles Thomas, maybe? I don't remember. Shout out to him, though. He's part of the Air Force. Come on the pod. Thanks for your service, sir. But anyway, back to the show. So, anyways, yeah, I just think that that's kind of interesting, him going down OTAs, taking his receivers down there with him. You know, it, it, it shows that going the extra mile, and I think that's what's going to help make a difference here later on down in the season. Was Clyde there? Ooh, that's a good – I'll have to look that up. Because if you have, like, like Clyde and Pacheco. Him and Jarek McKinnon. I don't need Ronald Jones to be there because Ronald Jones is going to catch, like, two passes this season. Yes. He's, he's there for but different like, purposes. I need Clyde and the newly resigned Jarek McKinnon to actually be there. Like, yeah. I don't need just receivers. I need other guys there, too. But, so, you know, Patrick Mahomes brought a Whataburger to Kansas City, right? Correct. Or is bringing a Whataburger? Nope, it's, a, it's open. It's open? Okay. It's open. And he's well, bringing more. what else is open? What else the is World open? The World Cup in 2026 in Kansas City in living color. Beans, Kansas City has arrived. It was chosen as the 
only city that doesn't touch a body of water outside of, like, Dallas, maybe, to host a World Cup game. Kansas City is a real American city. Soccer city, the football capital of the world. Say what you want. Kansas City is booming. How about you read off the things that are going to be happening in Kansas City over the next four years, Beans? All right, so we got some World Cup matches. We've had two World Series, uh, and the NFL draft will be here next year, a Super Bowl parade from when the Chiefs won a couple years ago, four AFC championship games, which I get it. That's not, you know, an organization bringing, you know, a, it was the Chiefs bringing that, that, that. That's just huge, you know, the I, I AFC championship say, games. Not, not to interrupt you, when I first read that, I thought that you said that there were going to be four AFC championship games like in the next four years until this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doubted. That would make it eight, you know, in, in eight years. That'd be, I would be freaking crazy if it was, I'd be shocked if it was four. I honestly, would you be shocked if we didn't host another AFC championship game in the next four years? Would I be, or wouldn't be? Would I? No, I wouldn't be shocked if there's four in the next four years. They've done it the last four. Okay, I would be shocked. I, I was saying, would you be shocked if there wasn't one? Oh, if there wasn't one? No, I, I, I think I expect it now. I think you got my question. I don't up. know. I expect four more coming. Anyways, the MLS uh, Cup Championship, that MLB All Star years ago. That's still relevant, and MLB All Star Game. That was pretty cool. That alone, I think that was kind of the tone setter right there. Was when we got the All Star Game here, and then the NC uh, Elite Eight tournaments. Which we're, I think we're putting a bid in for a final uh, for for another Elite Eight this year. I think we should get it. Kansas State usually gets tournament games. They didn't get tournament games this last go round, but I would imagine we'll get them this time around. I imagine, but anyways, I, uh, more I of the went story to the Sweet is sixteen Elite Eight uh, package deal. Oh, the Lightning just scored. You know, I told Cats to uh, put everything he owned on the Lightning when they went down 2-0, and he told me I was an idiot. Now they're going to win this game. It's going to be tied, and he's going to be an idiot. <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, the NCAA tournament's really fun, especially when, like, all the KU fans are there, and then you're going to just be a hater. I got to do that when they played Oregon, and Oregon won, and I was, like, more excited than, like, everyone, every Oregon fan there. <laughs> no, the – the the World Cup, the cool thing about the World Cup is uh, Chiefs are, well, the Hunt family is expecting to do $50 million in renovations to the uh, uh, Kansas City. Oh, let's fucking go. Dude, what if they make it in a dome? We need a, we need a dome in Kansas no, City. No, don't put it into a dome. Come on. Then we could host a Super Bowl at that point. Dude, I don't, we don't need to host a Super Bowl. Honestly, the, what I would, I wish they would do that, uh, retractable roof idea that they had let's do that the chief stadium was originally designed to have a dome but then they cut that they axed that and uh to cut spending i wouldn't want to turn arrowhead into a dome if they left arrowhead and like we wanted to make a dome like sure i i've been to like tropicana field in Bay, and it's a dump but it's in a dome and it's so nice beans baseball (laughs) should absolutely not be played indoors but it is nice to watch. But it works there. Oh, dude, it's so nice. Like, you sit there, it's, like, climate controlled, and, like, it's, like, 65 degrees, like, and, not too and, cold, not too hot. And the dome is the nicest thing in that area. There's no sun. The dome is not the nicest thing in that Tampa Bay area, beans. <laughs> that dome is, dude, okay. You, have you ever seen a picture of the trap? 
I have not. Look, look oh, no, no, the, the arena. I will describe it to you while you look this up, and then you can laugh. The trough is literally a building that comes out of nowhere when you're entering St. Petersburg. And it's a dome, and it's like, okay, this is a dome. Like, as you, like, you realize that the top is slanted, and it looks like the Leaning Tower of Pisa almost. Like, Oh, slightly. my gosh, it is. Yeah, it's, like, slanted. It's like, why is it slanted? Like, why would you, do, like, what's the architectural purpose of this? Is it for home runs? No, because the inside, well, first off, the inside is a mess because they have catwalks because it wasn't supposed to be a baseball stadium. What was it supposed and so, to be? And so, like, you hit the catwalks and everything, and, like, it depends, like, if you hit a catwalk and some dude catches it, then, like, you're out. But if, there, there's different rules for different catwalks. If you hit one catwalk, it's, like, a home run. Huh. Like, it, it, it's a dump, but it's a dome, and it's awesome. That's interesting. I'm looking at it more and more. Like, it's weird. No, it, it's very weird. It's very Florida. But, you know, if you're going down there for a summer, I would rather watch it in there than outside. In- oh, yeah, just because of climate control. Um, But speaking of Kansas City, Sporting KC plays tonight. Playing uh, Union Omaha in the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals. You know, Omaha is a team we should definitely beat, but Sporting Kansas City is bad, despite winning the last game. Beans, would you like to go out on record and say that we're going to win this game by two goals or more? Hold on, let me look up Omaha's uh, record here. Oh, good luck. <laughs> I didn't even know who Union Omaha was until like two weeks ago when they announced the game, to be completely fair. If I didn't know oh who my they God. were... Yeah, no, I'm going to say this is a real close matchup here. I'm going to say 1-0. Sporting KC 1-0. What swayed you on the goodness of Union Omaha? Uh, They're at the bottom. (laughs) What do you mean they're at the bottom? They're not good, dude. (laughs) Wait, they're not good in their own league? Yeah, no, they're not. (laughs) But that league is worse than our league, so it's like a bad first league. Yeah, but we're pretty bad, too. We're still That's in the first I, league, though. I know, but still, soccer's hard. Soccer is hard. So I'm going to say one. One, no. Could you score a game given two, given a full season to train and a second year to play? Could you score a goal in an MLS game if you played Absolutely not. Absolutely Thank no. You. No. Uh, not going to say who's ever – you can guess who's had this debate with me. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. You know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. They think they can. And no. I know I tell them every time, no. <laughs> this same person also, we asked him, like, he asked us the question of, like, if three of him could block one Aaron Donald, and it was like, are you fucking insane? No. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, you could have, like, a whole offensive lineman of yous and, like, stacked up, and you still couldn't block them for, like, three seconds. No, I, yeah, no, there's no way in hell. All right, we've gone, we've gotten fully derailed, so... We are going to take a commercial break with no commercials. We really just need to transition into the next segment. Oh, I'll and, sing. Huh? I'll sing. All right, Beans. We're going to need you to sing again. When we come back, we'll have Wyatt Totten on the pod. He's a special guest today. And we're going to interview him about a three-on-three basketball tournament and everything you need to know coming this 4th of July weekend. So stay tuned. Enjoy Beans singing, and we'll be right back. Do you wish upon a star? 
That is the best uh, intro to a movie was uh, the Simpsons movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite. I hope you guys enjoyed being serenaded by Mr. Beans and his beautiful vocal cords. Thank you so much for that, Beans. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to be able to speak the rest of the day now. Well, I tell you what, good thing someone has entered the studio. That someone, as alluded to, is Mr. Wyatt Totten, my fake stepbrother. Welcome to the show, Wyatt. We are so happy to have you on here. Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's actually my first, my first podcast appearance. I'm excited. Well, nice. We, we took your podcast. We took your podcast virginity, man. That you did. That you did. <laughs> I tell you what, go on to like Joe Rogan next. So that way we can be Eskimo bros with Joe Rogan. Hey, <laughs> stepping stones. Rome wasn't built in a day. Hey, hey, we know, we know. <laughs> so I mentioned before we cut off that you are hosting a three on three basketball tournament and beans and I both know everything most of everything about it but i don't know if our entire listening base knows and i know that this is a cause near and dear to your heart and my heart as well so i would like to ask you kind of what is this 3v3 tournament about and the floor is yours yeah absolutely appreciate it sam i think it's uh well first of all it's 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 a collective effort of a lot of a lot of kyler's kyler's people coming together and, and doing something special for him and i think what you said, as far as very dear to your heart and mine, I think whole town of Wamigo and surrounding area in general. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to have about, I think, 24 to 32, maybe a few more players. And uh, we, we had spoken earlier, but we're, um, we're talking about how we want to do the format of the tournament. But I guess we'll start with total number of teams i think we're gonna do eight eight and uh go twos and threes probably 15 minute running clock with the timeout or two and um we're still figuring out how we're gonna decide to do the teams as far as we, we were i guess hesitant to have people put together teams ahead of time because we wanted competition level to be i guess somewhat somewhat fair amongst everyone um because this we're going from, I think, just recent high school graduates all the way up to to Zach Sieberg or whenever the fuck he graduated. <laughs> he graduated in 2011, I, think. I believe. 2011. 11 years ago now. Goodness. So, yeah, it's a big age group of uh, of just kind of all of Kyler's people. And we really didn't, didn't know how we wanted to go about it as far as picking people. We did was – and when I say we – um, I'll throw some names at you guys. Brady Hempel has been a big, big factor in putting this together. Colton Hitch, uh, Dalton Carley, Pearson McAtee. Um, that's just a few. And really, the overwhelming support we've all gotten, it's, it's been awesome with people trying to help, people wanting to play. And um, so it's going to be something special, honestly. We're going to do – we're raffling off a, 
um, Tri-County Waste is giving away a free year of trash service. So that's going to be awesome. We're, um, we're having, I know we talked earlier about um, T-shirts as far as that. Brady came up with a pretty, pretty slick design. And I think we're going to go through through a local business in Wamigo to do that. But um, what another thing I'm really excited about is we're going to do a little auction with um, a couple, a couple items. Uh, I'll, I'll drop the, uh, I found out earlier today that one of the items being auctioned off is going to be um, Cody Whitehair's NFL combine, the cleat city or he's going to sign. That's going to be huge. That's going to be so awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really crazy how um can, I guess can share how you know Cody Whitehair. Well, yeah. So he's my he's my cousin in law, and um, but yeah. what I was gonna say is that it's pretty crazy how how Kyler's I guess circle how widespread it is because I mean he's got cousins in Abilene. I feel like you talk you say Kyler Alderson and anywhere in Northeast Kansas, a lot of people are gonna know that. Yeah, name. man. But he really was all over the place in terms of everything. He's such a great guy. Absolutely. But yeah, so we're just. That's just um, we got some more details to come. We're kind of weeding out the the logistics of everything, and I know having you guys fly over sports, either PAing or or broadcasting them the games. We're gonna do two games at a time, by the way, at the Wamigo Middle mm-hmm. School, July third, one to six p.m. Should have said that earlier, but y'all heard <laughs> it. <laughs> We got hey, it. there's a Facebook post out there, you know. Yes, sir. And we're shout out your Facebook so that way people can go look at it, see, yes. see what it's about. And if you have any questions, you can message Wyatt or message us on Twitter. We'll we're help we'll help out with as much as possible answering questions. But uh so when did you come up with this idea of putting this three on three tournament together? Was it like a spur of the moment thing, or was it just like over time, you thought about doing something and like the 4th of July around here is huge and said, let's do it this time. What was the thoughts process behind this? So last year, we actually did a um, we did a alumni basketball game with I remember that. just guys coming back and playing. So and that was fun. And then we were out of shape as hell. Oh, yeah, it, it was it was a uh, Tanner Heck was running circles. <laughs> so, uh, we, we were getting fucked. Anyone that was in shape was balling. Even Hitch was balling because he was in shape. Hey, but <laughs> we were out there. <laughs> That's no, I know we were trooping. But so there and I, I want to emphasize that this isn't this isn't just my idea or anything like that. It's 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 beyond beyond that. But um, yeah, we ran it by by the Aldersons, and they loved the idea. And to be honest, I think it's going to be a way, in a sense, therapy for a lot of people, and really, yeah. really help a lot of people. Because we 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 initially started talking about it, we had kind of three things in mind: where it was bring Kyler's people together, keep his legacy alive, and uh, and um, really keep stress off of the Aldersons when it comes to coordinating everything with the tournaments because this is just year one and it's it's only going up from here oh for sure and we i tell you what we're really excited that you want us to you know announce the game i think we have a couple of ideas for that we'll uh fill you in on that off the clock we don't want to give too much away but we're really honored that you chose us to kind of be the voice in essence of remembering one of our great friends absolutely one of the great people and, that i knew personally mm-hmm. i mean but, this, 
this this definitely is going to resonate home with a lot of people. Um, I think I think this, like you mentioned, is going to take a lot of. This is going to he- help people emotionally in the long run. And remembering Kyler, you know, I I'm, I'm excited to hear a lot of people's stories because you know everybody's got a story with Kyler. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, and you know, spreading that word around, like like uh, Sam said. We're going to have the ability to either broadcast this somehow. We'll provide more information next week, but we're going to test run a few things. But the, but be honest, Wyatt. Now be honest. Mm-hmm. We want 100% honesty on the Flyover State Sports Show. You know how you're many, getting it. <laughs> how many episodes have you listened to? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's told me. <laughs> I, 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 I think I even told him about the episode with Rachel, which is like, actually a legitimately good episode from start to finish yeah <laughs> dude okay this is a sidetrack i don't want to take too much away from your own interview Wyatt, but i tell people that that interview is like legitimately good and it's worth actually watching to even if it is like low budget and like no one's listened to it and i feel so bad you know I'm, actually there's a I lot of actually, heard that word for word before from your mouth sam Actually, that yeah. episode is probably one of our most listened to episodes, to be honest. It's probably because there's Rachel in it, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back, back to this. We don't want to, you know, take away from anything that you're trying to get out in the ether. Um, so with all of the raffling and everything like that, I'm assuming that there is some aspect of charity to it. Do you want to talk about that? Absolutely, dude. I was just about to bring that up. So all all proceeds, any money we make, are going to a Kyler Alderson Memorial Scholarship through um through Walmigo High School, and that was the scholarship will basically benefit um, a kid with the goal of attending trade school and um, becoming a lineman. I'm passionate about that because, as we know, Kyler Kyler was a lineman and he was really passionate about what he did and he loved what he did. And um, so I think it's, it's awesome that, uh, and that, and that's not, that's not coming from me. The Aldersons um, obviously came up with that and decided that, but I think it's a, a really, a really cool idea of kind of continuing on what, or what Kyler was so, so passionate about. And to be honest, like it's, it's really motivating thinking, with whatever we do, we could be potentially sending or paying for someone to some get kid, kids' education, you know, a kid's route to a career. And I think that's I think that's some pretty special stuff. No, dude, I agree with you. And that dude, that's so perfect too, because I I find it like in a way, like it's a reflection of kind of like how much Kyler had grown like over his life to where if you asked me five years ago what a Kyler Alderson Memorial Scholarship would look like, it'd be, oh, like, dude good at basketball scholarship or good at sports scholarship. But mm-hmm. now, it's, you know, it's a going to trade school scholarship, and it really shows how much, you know, he had grown in his life and, you know, just everything ar- around that. Dude, definitely. It's really special. One thing I wanted to say is I feel like with – with how big of a stud Kyler was, it's obvious to very kind of, I guess, focus on the athletics and QB1 and all that jazz. But I think it gets it gets kind of put on the back burner of as far as Kyler outside of sports and who he was. One thing that I will say about Kyler Alderson is he brought people together, people that would not normally be together, would not normally be hanging out. 
would not be in the same space. And he brought them together like it was nothing. And I'm even going to go as far as saying he is unintentionally did that. He wasn't trying to make everyone welcome and stuff. It was just who he, who he was as a person, his personality, his character that people just really, I don't know, kind of yeah, man. ran to it. It, it really was a special, special in a kind of a way. And it's, you know, I, it's, it's even more ironic, you know, his biggest get together type thing is, you know, honestly, this, at this point, right. Everyone's getting back together to celebrate his life. And, you know, he's like, he might not be here for it, but he's still getting everyone together. Definitely. And he will be for years to come. I think Colton, Colton Hitch said it perfectly. Um, in a Facebook post, but <laughs> come join us for one of Kyler Allison's favorite activities, dominating his friends in every sport and involving a ball except golf. <laughs> that's, that's to a T. I mean, Kyler and track, dude. Did that get Kyler could sling a football sixty yards? He couldn't throw a javelin to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's the damnedest thing. I bet you if he was throwing that javelin into an end zone, he would have been money though. <laughs> Dude, that's facts, though. My, I think my favorite thing of telling people about Kyler and now it's uh, it's athletics um, related, and I'm not even going to say favorite, but one of my favorite things is uh, I tell people he was a middle linebacker playing quarterback. And, yeah, that is so true. I have <laughs> always said that. <laughs> well, and Kenny Pickett kind of got away with that fake slide. That was the Kyler Alderson fake slide. Right oh my there. god, <laughs> senior year. He drew one of those a game. He would just like slide very last second and just get hit and get 15 yards. It was incredible. My favorite was when he would fake slide and then just lower his head. <laughs> oh my God. He was bold. He would Jerome Bettis the hell out of people. Oh, absolutely. But quote for Kyler Alderson when it comes to the football field Coach B, Sam, both you guys already know what I'm about to say. Mm. Did everything <laughs> but drive the team bus. Yeah, <laughs> and he would have done it too if he had and exactly he would have if he wanted to do something he would have excelled at it as long as he put exactly. his mind to it. My my fondest athletic memory uh, of Kyler was um was it would have been your guys's senior year against Smoky Valley and I don't want to go over like you know it's very much easy to talk about pastimes and stuff like that but this just always when I think of Kyler I think of this like. It was like a sweep or something like that against Smoky Valley. He was playing safety, and he just runs up and annihilates the guy five yards back. Oh, I've never exactly seen somebody fly so far. It was unreal. Dude, that guy could hit. It was crazy. I, I got. I remember he like hit me in a practice one time, and I was like, you know that Shaq like meme when he's talking to Christian Wood about like how he didn't know his game was like that, and he apologized. It was like that. <laughs> like, I knew Kyler could hit, but I didn't know he could hit like that. Dude, absolutely. Uh, and from a young age, I'll, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. He gave it to me when we were back in fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade and shit. What <laughs> And see, this is this is what, what Kyler has brought everybody. You know, great stories, great memories. And yep. this is what something that people can bring on July 3rd at this tournament. Tell us stories. Tell us memories of – what you had with him, you know, whether it was legal or not, just tell us, you know, we want to hear it all. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty universal when it comes to, I kind of, I had a Facebook post about this, but 
a lot of people were kind of hesitant to kind of bring up um, a lost person or a lost loved one because mm-hmm. um, they don't want to trigger those emotions. But in reality, we're humans. Like, we need to feel those emotions. And that person yeah. wants to know that their loved one is, is still loved and still cherished. And it's and that's what I really look forward to with this being an annual thing every single year. I, what my goal, and not only my goal, I think everyone's goal, but we want kids at West Elementary, Central Elementary, Wamigo Middle School to know what the Kyler Alderson Memorial is and want grow up and want to play in it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. We, I we agree. We want to inspire that next kid to be the next Kyler Alderson. Exactly. Kids who have no idea – Never met Kyler, never talked to Kyler, nothing like that. But they know who he is. Mm-hmm. There's, I've always heard this quote, and it still is just – it gives me goosebumps and chills just thinking about it. Is, uh, there's two times when people die. The last time they take their breath and the last time their name was spoken. And something like this helps keeps that name going for, for a very long time. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. I know this is a little off topic, but on that quote, Beans, that reminds me of uh... – Oh no! What's that movie? It's a Disney movie. Mulan. <laughs> no, it's it's the one with. You the act like I watch Disney movies, man. I don't. It's the Day of the Dead one. What? The fuck? One sec. I'm Disney makes up. Disney makes movie about death. It was actually a tearjerker, man. I cried during it. Tangled. No. I, I'm looking it up. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm curious. All right, well, we'll put in another Beans commercial break here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, um... Oh, it's Coco. Oh, I've never seen that. It's I've really good. It, it, plays, it plays along that idea that of that quote that you said. You should probably yeah. just skip to this point in the uh, video. So that's <laughs> an idiot. But no, that movie's very good, and it's a lot of the same sentiment. I'm looking forward to helping you and Colton and Brady and everyone else keeping Kyler's legacy alive for years and years to come, man. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we were just the first ones to say something about this. I guarantee you there's 30, 50, 100 other people who are like, oh, we need to do something. We need to do something like this. So, it's definitely beyond just the Brady, Colton, me, those guys – you guys, I mean, it is, it's the people who I haven't even talked to about this thing yet. Cause I, exactly. I know so many people want to, want to help out and do what they can to, to kind of make this possible. Exactly. And if anybody who's listens to this, they want to help out message Wyatt on Facebook, uh, July 3rd, be at the middle school, one o'clock. We'll go till 6 PM. And, and it's a perfect time. We'll me go the town of Omigo tenfolds over that weekend. You know, this place just starts booming literally and metaphorically. So it, Boom it's, a great, yeah. Boom <laughs> it's a perfect time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Amigo does do it big, and I think this is going to add on to it. Yes, I sir. agree. I do have to ask one more question at least, Wyatt. Got you. Trophy. Yes, no. If yeah. yes, what is it? The most Kyler Alderson trophy of all time. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing a book light canned trophy obviously no alcohol <laughs> will be involved during the presentation or within the school but i'm not saying that those bush lights will not be consumed by people playing in that 
this is great. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you better save one for me. Oh, you know. You know. <laughs> My vocal cords are going to need it. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to be a good time. We got a lot of a lot of former Wamigo players, even some guys from out of out of town, guys and gals, but but um it, it's going to be fun. For sure. For sure, man. Well, I tell you what. You got any last words? Yeah, I uh I want I think another reason everyone should show up is to see how beautiful Colton Hitch's jump shot is. Uh, that guy <laughs> that guy couldn't shoot that well in high school and he's just grinded post high school and he's like a three point sniper now. Oh, he's a bucket. A bucket. Dude, I'm hoping I'm really hoping he makes it to the finals and hits a big shot down the stretch so I can just give him a mic brain bang. Oh, I he, I think he's going to go off, but I, I, I got my own thoughts of, of some so soldiers. You said 15 minutes um, north of 10 points. I think so, dude. I think he's dropping 15. At, <laughs> oh, my God. The thing about Colton Hitch, no memory. No memory. If he breaks that bitch, uh-uh. Firing it up again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't dude, matter. Oh, my God. My favorite Colton Hitch um, wrecked basketball story was this was before he was like really good shooting threes. He was like fine at it. He was like fine for wreck for like wreck. He shot like three or four threes in a row and bricked every single one and I got straight up in his face and told him, get your ass to the fucking block, you big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he Cold. didn't do it. He went back to the corner and hit the fifth three the fifth shot and he just shut me the hell up. <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm gonna okay. I got some. I'm gonna drop some names on you. I'm not gonna give you guys all. We're still figuring out who all is gonna gonna be playing, but just some some people to watch out for. Number one, the bald headed assassin Zach Eberger. Nice. Oh, Jesus. He, he. I. He's. I Fuck think it. he's. I think he's really gonna gonna commit. And I think he gets a couple beers in him pregame. He's oh, gonna be good to go for the rest. I, of the I think he's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a force, a force. And we obviously we got our guys Brady, Brady Dakota, Matt, Isaac, Kaylee Laney, um, Tessa, Tessa Seeberger, Young Siebs. Hey, yo, Tessa Seeberger just won a three v three basketball tournament this today. Okay, that's, that's big. A stiff comp right there. She knows the game. Boards chaser, the guy who's gonna give it all, James Starnes. That's a guy you want to see. Oh, James is just energy personified. Pick and roll master. <laughs> James is gonna be annoying to play in that three v three tournament. I'd want James on my team, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And last one, last one, all state infielder Ryan Alderson. Obviously, she she's gonna have a strap. Oh, for oh. sure. Can That's we talk be about out that class? They got some ponies. They <laughs> the dogs, guys, I, and I, girls. I I do got one other question, White. So obviously you're gonna be you're gonna be hooping. What you wearing? What kind of kicks we gonna see? Oh boy, oh boy. I'm not gonna release that information. I know. Yeah. I know though. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna find out. Well, you can only find out if you come to Wamigo Middle School on July third. Is it 1 p.m. to 6 p.m.? Absolutely. 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Well, we don't want to miss it, and we won't. 
and we'll be making sure that if you can't make it, it'll be streaming. So make sure to watch. Yes, sir. We're doing it big. This is just the beginning. Yes, sir. All right, my man, my brother. I hope that you have a very good rest of your evening. And I cannot wait to see you in, what is it, like 10 days or so? It's coming yeah, up. it's coming quick. up. It's coming up quick. Well, I'll see you on the third, and I'll be rooting for you every step of the way, my man. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I really am. And I can't thank you guys enough for your time and effort to make this thing possible. You got, There's no one else I'd rather be on the mic. Hey, no one else. To nice. you and Brady and Hitch, and thank you for giving us this opportunity. Absolutely. And I mean – Everybody, everybody's involved, and everyone's going to make it a special event. Yes, sir. All right, my man. Well, you take care, and we will see you on the third. Will do. Will do. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks again. No problem. See you, Wyatt. See you, guys. Well, it was great to have Wyatt on. Very, very humbled to have the opportunity, Beans, to broadcast that tournament for a great friend, Kyler Alderson. May he rest in peace. But... You know, he's not resting. He's being remembered, especially in the next couple of days on July 3rd. Don't forget, Gavin will be there, too. Yeah, Gavin will be there. Gavin should have a house by then. Hopefully. Second Gavin house joke that we made today. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the episode. We're speaking it into existence. Into existence. Well, I tell you what, I think, so they had a charity auction that they're doing and i think that we should absolutely do some charity ourselves beans i think one thing we should offer is ad reads during our broadcast i agree ten like what do you think like 10 bucks for an ad read you know and all all of it's going to be donated to the kyler alderson yes so all proceeds will be going to we'll give them to wyatt because he'll just give it to whoever yeah all proceeds will go to the uh, Kyler Alderson Memorial Scholarship Fund via Wyatt. Free will donation. Yep, free will donation. Yep, honestly, yeah, free will donation. We're not going to ask for $10. If people want us to say something, then we'll say it. Yeah. Quarter? Yeah. You say it. We'll say it. Whatever what, you one want. $1 minimum. We got to we <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put some more information out there in the ether for you guys. Um, as long as it's PG, we don't we, we can't say anything, you know, racy or anything like that because, you know, we do have to keep a somewhat of a reputation. We do want to keep it somewhat clean given the sacredity of the event. But whether it's a Kyler Alderson memory, whether or not it's just talking shit on one of the players or just kind of anything, just to, you know, give yourself a couple of yucks. I think that would be I think that would be good and I would really like to uh I think I would really like to do that. You're good with that, Beans. Yep, let's do it. All right. Well, I tell you what, Beans. That interview gave brought a lot of memories back, made me think a lot. And so while we're thinking, it's time for you to make me think more. It's your thought provoking moment of the week, Mr. Beans. It is just you and I. Impress me, good sir. All right. Here we go. If two people are playing chess and one is a mind reader and the other can see into the future, who would win and why? I love that question. I fucking love that question. Thank you. Um, okay. So here is what I'm going to say. Have you ever watched, did you ever watch Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, slim pickings, but yeah, I know the premise of it, like the idea of it. Okay, so there's an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. So you know the Millennium items, right? 
Sure. Okay. There's a character named Ashizu, and she has this Millennium Necklace, and it allows her to see into the future. And she wins all these duels in order... So she wins these duels because she can see into the future. And she's, like, a good guy because she's trying to, like, win so she can lose to the right person so that way it can stop her evil brother and all that crap. But... She's, so she looks into the future, and then one of the main protagonists that she's fight, playing, like, has a vision. And he, like, changes the fucking future. Huh. And so, like, she's, like... The, so, like, she loses because he changes the future. So I feel like the mind reader can change the future. Because the, the, the person who sees the future can only see one future. So if the person is privy to what they know, then they can change the future. Unless the person seeing the future has seen all this play out and they think about what they need to think about to confuse the mind reader. But I feel like the mind reader can change the future. I feel like the mind reader could like, I, I agree with you on that. Like the mind reader could tell what the future person is thinking and just, you know, completely 180 that shit. So like, I feel like the future person would see the, see the future at one point, like thinking that someone would just, that they would be able to just read their mind or that they would be reading their mind to tell the future. And then it'd be like some anime shit where it's like, oh, I've now decided to stop reading your mind and just play. And then like everyone's just confused. Because and then no it's just like, because yeah, and then it's just like, you know, uncertainty at that point. But it is confusing because then you could argue that the, the, the person who sees the future like saw that they were going to do this. But like, so I don't know. Like, I, I want to believe the mind reader could like change the future. But like at the same time, I'm not really. I love this question, Beans. Thank you. My my answer is a thousand. We should tweet this one out, honestly. Oh, I agree. Oh, by the way, I won the Twitter poll, so suck it. It's been Um, a week already. Well, roughly, I think. I I think. Fuck you. I think it's. (laughs) I'm not putting names on the Twitter poll next time because I have a feeling that you just have an army of simps. (laughs) He keeps bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I tweet out that you're supporting mass murder and slavery and you got more votes. Yeah, but I put out there a vote for me as a vote for you and it just won. You haven't won yet. I have one day and 15 hours remaining. You better keep trying, my boy. So what is your hot take of the week? Okay. I can't get over the fact. I, at least I'm being Gavin. But I can't get over the fact I just can't get over the fact that you're winning the Twitter poll bean. It's sorry. the BTK, man. I'm telling you. It's not the BTK. It's the one it's finger BT- it's 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 away. It's the one And no, cinnamon rolls with chili, that hit home. Friendship House cinnamon rolls hit home more. Mm. I asked Aaron Pachta which one he chose, and he chose yours. And I was like, whatever. Nice. So, whatever. I, I like, asked someone else to vote, and they didn't even vote for me. <laughs> So you know what, Aaron? You don't you don't listen to our shit. I know you don't. You used to, and you failed. You fought a favor, and if you are, I apologize. But you don't like us like that anymore. And fuck you for voting for Beans. <laughs> um, hot take of the week. Okay, so I feel like in sports, there's a lot of teams that we would consider like poverty franchises, right? Yeah. 
like, you know, the, the Coyotes in, a, in the NHL are poverty. Like, they're always bad. They, like, can't keep a stadium. Like, there's all this stuff about it. Like, the Jaguars are poverty. Like, mm-hmm. the Texans are poverty. Like, teams that just don't win anything, like, ever because they're just poorly running bad. My argument is, is that the Los Angeles Angels are the most poverty franchise in sports because they've somehow got – they've somehow taken – just having Mike Trout for a decade and Shohei Otani, who I get is in, has been in, off injured in the beginning part of his career, but is also an MVP, an MVP talent. And just they're in the LA market and they haven't made the playoffs since 2014. Like they've not made the playoffs in eight years in one of the biggest markets in America with the best player in baseball with another MVP type player on their team. And I feel like that makes them the most poverty franchise because if they didn't have Mike Trout and if they were like, if that team wasn't in LA, Mike Trout wouldn't be there. Then they wouldn't have the money to keep them from being like God awful. Yeah. It's like, I just feel like they're the most poverty. Like I understand that like other teams, like the Texans have been bad are just bad forever. And like, whatever. I just feel like they're the most poverty. I just, I just feel like, like you mentioned with the talent pool that they have, like, I don't think they have all bad players. Like MLB is one of those sports where you have to rely on a lot of players. I don't think they have all that bad of players. I just don't know how they're just not putting it together. Dude, I don't get it either. Like every year it's like, Oh, look at the guys the angels have. They can like be pretty good. And the sad part is you're spending a lot of money for a lot of good players. And it's just like, you're not getting what you want out of them. It's crazy. I've never I seen. I do wonder if, like, the rise of the Dodgers, because like their their descent has coincided kind of with the rise of the, Do- the rise yeah. of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Because like the crazy thing is, those guys, they, they fucking signed Albert Pools in 2011, I think. Eleven, yeah. Yeah, they they signed Albert Pools. They got the biggest free agent like ever. Like, they're the team who got the biggest free agent ever, and then, like, they were terrible afterwards. Yeah. And, like, well, that contract ended up being really bad. That everything. was probably one of the worst contracts ever given. Yeah, in, in hindsight, it yeah. definitely was. But, like, at the time, it's still just like, okay, like, the best player in baseball wants to come play for you. They signed the best player in baseball and ended up with the best player in baseball, and they still sucked. Yeah. It's crazy. They're 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 not most, just poverty beans. They're advanced poverty. I wouldn't say they're the most poverty though. I'm gonna throw college football into this, and I am putting KU into this category. KU football is poverty. I can't fully agree. I I do agree that they're absolutely poverty, but like you get a pass like when you play in a state that just doesn't have like all of that kind of talent you know what i mean yeah and i'm sure there's probably more poverty college football programs out there if ku was located like in texas i would absolutely agree with you or like florida like 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 the campus and the atmosphere itself yeah like if yeah like if if ku was located in texas it'd be different but like it's like Rutgers. like Rutgers. Rutgers was really poverty. They still are bad, but they're not poverty anymore. 
But, like, they play in Piscataway, New Jersey. Like, who is yeah. coming to Piscataway, New Jersey to fucking play football? Yeah, exactly. Like, you kind of just understand. And, again, with KU, it's like, okay, like, Lawrence is a nice town or whatever. But, like, when you're bad, when, like, when you're a doormat in the Big 12 and you play in a, quote, unquote, nice town in Kansas, like, you can understand why they're bad. Like, it's the same yeah. thing State. Like, Iowa, when Iowa State was just awful, like, it made sense why Iowa State was bad. Mm-hmm. They play in fucking Ames. Yeah. I always feel like, though, this is a little bit of a hot take, too. Do you think if you're in a state like Iowa or, like, Kansas or, like, even Nebraska, Nebraska, I, I question whether Lincoln grew because of Nebraska football and everything. But I would I wonder, is it better if you're in one of those states just to be away from everything? So that way it's just like a military camp essentially where all you do is do athletics. Oh, absolutely. Well I would almost feel like when you're in Lawrence, you just go to KC on the weekends. Right. Yeah, that is true. You are too like, close to that to that lifestyle out there. Yeah. And like I just feel like, dude, if you're in Ames, like the only thing you can do is go to the bar district. Yeah. Like, like, you're literally only going to the singular bar district in Ames and then, like, going back to your, like, dorm. And Lincoln, like, you're just out there in the middle of nowhere. Um, a- like you said, Ames, you're out there in the middle. Texas I mean, Tech, Lubbock, you're in the butt crack of Texas there. Yeah, and I mean, Texas is in Texas, or Tech is in te- Texas, so I, I feel like they don't have access to, like, the state's, like, best recruiting pool and everything. Yeah. I think that's kind of an advantage for K-State is they can actually – get like the best recruits and can't uh, the ma- a majority of really be- the best recruits. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I agree. Speaking of which Dylan Edwards running back out of, uh, fuck, where did he go to school at? Do you remember Derby Derby? Yeah. He's making his announcement tomorrow. I think. Ooh. Yeah. He is crystal ball projected by the 24 uh, seven, like head scouting guy to K state. Let's hope it resonates true. Yeah, Oklahoma just signed a different uh, four-star running back like six days ago. Yeah. So hopefully, that, we, that yeah that might that might sway him a little bit. Dylan, if you're listening, we'd love to have you at K State and love having you on the podcast. Absolutely. Now, Mr. Beans, I hope Mr. Edwards is not a Coca-Cola drinker. Because you have a hot take about Coca-Cola, and I can only imagine this going poorly. So, I need you to spill the beans. Beans. All right. So, my girlfriend's a Coca-Cola drinker, so if she's hearing me say this right now, or if uh, she's listening to this later, uh, this doesn't apply to you. So, get just stop. Uh-oh. This is going <laughs> to be bad. Cool. I do not trust Coca-Cola drinkers. I don't trust you. I, I can't trust you with, with anything in life. I can't. I'm sorry. If I'm in an interview and I'm interviewing somebody and I say, and I ask them, are you a Coca-Cola drinker? And they say, yes, I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't hire you because well, what's the rationale. This is the same company that makes Dasani water and they fuck that up. You know, what's in water. One ingredient, water, water H2O. Well, that's it. They there, fuck that up. Hydrogen and oxygen. Well, Technically, it's two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen. Okay. But they still find a way to fuck that up. Dasani so how do I, disgusting. how do I trust you? to be a coca-cola drinker and just be like okay i'm just gonna put this in my body dude 
I seriously drank tap water from Independence, Kansas. And I would rather drink that every day than Dasani water. I would rather drink, yeah, it's, I've drank pond water before, you know, like I was just a young, dumb kid. Like, I'm going to drink pond. We're looking back at it now. I probably could have, you know, gotten something, but I think that tasted better than this. Probably. But you know what? It t- COVID tastes better than Dasani water. I said it. Would you rather drink your own piss or a bottle of Dasani water? Piss. Give me the piss. <laughs> I'm serious. So, you know I what's in Dasani? That. You know what's okay for all the listeners out there that don't know. Dasani water has magnesium, whatever the fuck. Like if I got his magnesium sulfate or whatever, it's salt. They put salt in your water so that way you can drink more. Gross. And so if you have more salt particles in the water they make you drink more and the more you drink you get more dehydrated and guess what guess who sponsors all these sporting events and uh, big arenas and stadiums dasani so you're just constantly buying dasani water because you're always thirsty we can't let big dasani win no give me aquafina aquafina give me you know uh, Ozark Lakes, baby. Oh, Ozark. I love them because they fill it all the way to the top. You get oh your God, money's that worth. That water is the bomb.com. And it's like that, per- you know, if you ever get water, bottled water. I'm going to say this, though. This is probably another hot take. Outside of Dasani water, all water tastes the same. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true at all. No, all water tastes the same. That's but- not even true. Dude, that hose water does not taste the same as regular. Hose, no, all water tastes – different waters hit different. You know, like a bottle of water at a different temperature, it hits it, different than a hot is water. It's not the same. I can't – It's all the same. Dude, have you ever had water from Flush, Kansas? No. Exactly. That, that's why you have that taste. No, dude. I drink. I've drank well water before. I drank dude. hose water, pond water. It all tastes the same. Dude, no. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, Beans. The water from Flush, Kansas is different. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, there's only like three. There's probably only like three places where you can get water in Flush, Kansas, and it's the three farmers that live out there. Exactly. That's where I get it. Yeah, no. I'll I'll just go ahead and drink whatever poverty water I'm drinking that tastes the same as an Aquafina or a uh, Voss water. Dude, okay, no. You can't. You can't compare any of this water to Voss water because it's like $5. Fiji, it tastes the same as that Arrowhead water. It all tastes the same. I, dude, I don't understand why people buy like smart water and crap like that. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Just get a normal bottle of water. Why wouldn't, wouldn't you rather just like buy a bottle of water and like just eat like an apple if you're trying to get like fucking nutrients or some bullshit like that? I don't know. I, I any more of the story is I don't trust Coca Cola. That so, that's it. But the thing is, is I do like Coca Cola. I'm a diet coke fiend. See, everybody is, and do, who knows what's well, like, in I'm it? I'm a Dr Pepper fiend too. Okay, and a Baja well, blast fiend. Well, yeah, I know you're a Baja blast fiend. But uh, did I had a ba- dude? So I don't know if I've ever told you this. I drink a Baja blast because I go to Taco Bell for every podcast day. Dude, that that. I, we're gonna have to start doing three podcasts a week for you. No, I don't. Need <laughs> I really don't need any more Taco Bell like system. <laughs> but I do enjoy getting a Baja Blast. Honestly, one of the things whenever I have a bad day at work, I do just go get a large Baja Blast. Yeah, it just makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> 
And so, yeah. Avalanche have tied the game, Beans. Rachel is that, no longer in shambles. It's one to one with thirteen thirty to go in the second period. Lightning do have a power play though, with a minute forty on it still. And there's a deep drive left in this into the left field by Castellanos. <laughs> by Castellanos, he did that again not that long ago. So, Dude, honest to God, like you gotta watch your back when you hear that Castellanos in a fucking home run. Yeah, something's about to happen. Something, <laughs> something not good. Yeah, it's it's never a good deal. Well, beans, I tell you what, I think we have thoroughly put together. One of our best shows ever. I think Wyatt was a great host, and I think you were all great listeners for us. And we really appreciate all of you for listening to our show. And again, we implore you to go leave a comment, drop a rating, follow us on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. And genuinely, thank you all for the support. We'll be coming back to you, hopefully, with Gavin next week. We have no plans, so if you want any topic to be its own middle segment or just want a question answered, please let us know on Twitter or message us personally if you know us like that. Again, we'll be coming at you next week, and we hope to see you again there. Thanks again for listening. Fuck Bosco, boys, and God bless.